the first law of Ivanova's hair. Doesn't make any sense. Do the IMDb corner because oh, good grief. Look, do you know what it's like when telepaths make love? You and I being of firm New England stock understand yes. what it means to be emotionally bound up. This might be my adult brain. Look at you being all judgy. Don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. I generally want uh, less Jack the Ripper. I should probably just cut all of this. The dutiful master of horse. Brain, brain, what is brain? Oh, I'm sorry. Suck it, DS9. I'm full of tiny vorlons. Cougar for Cocoa Puffs. Don't step to me with Bionic Bigfoot, man. I think I've had enough of you. I shall sail into the west and remain Garibaldi. What's she gonna look like with a chimney on her? Episode 99, In the Kingdom of the Blind, in which Londo returns to the Centauri court and Byron makes his demands for a telepath homeworld. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Blackmail. You're listening to The Name of the Pod, your Babylon 5 podcast about the show Babylon 5 and its enduring cultural legacy. I am one of your co-hosts, Chris Tatro, and joining me is my good friend and co-host... Maury Povich. Welcome to Blackmail. (laughs) No, I'm John Cassie. Ah, yeah. Uh, Any episode you can start with a Monty Python reference, I think, is a a good one. Raymond Luxury Yacht. (laughs) It's spelled Raymond Luxury Yacht, but it's pronounced Throat Wobbler Mangrove. Throat Wobbler Mangrove. Yes, that's right. Yes. Uh, yeah. It, we could friends, just do that for We're going to do this minutes. all episode because, you know, yeah. in the pre-show when we were talking about this episode, it struck us as weirdly resistant to analysis. Yeah, but I think I think we eventually came around with some some places where we get where we can get a handhold on yeah. some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and audience, you know, we 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 know that We've been down a little bit on some of these episodes in season five. When I say weirdly resistant to analysis, that does not mean that we thought this episode was a bad episode in any way. Quite enjoyable. Uh, Interesting to watch. Good character work. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, great acting from the people we expect great acting from, namely Peter Jurassic and Andreas Katsoulas, all that stuff on Centauri Prime. Kind of interesting, but very much in the service of moving the plot along. Yeah. Yeah. and, you know, we, we hope that, the, you know, we've got some topics that we think we want to raise here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we hope that they will, you know, that they'll be engaging. But, yeah. you know, th- we're, 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 we're many, many, hundred, many dozens of episodes into, into this program. And this is really one of the very first ones where I felt like sort of resistant to, to, to hooks, right? Yeah. 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 I think... Other ones where I've had this trouble have very much like this one been set up episodes. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of pieces in motion. There's a lot of things that are getting ready for the future storyline. But we don't have a lot of big plot being enacted or, well, in the Jakara and Londo, we do have some good uh, character stuff going on over there. But, you know, there's there's... It, it feels more like like this is this is all kind of the the preparation of leading you. up to what's going to be happening, you know, and and it's the what's going to be happening that we usually find easier to talk about. Hundred percent, hundred percent, right? The speculative, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. as, as it were, right? Yeah. Um, and and so there it is, right? Yeah. So yeah. so where where do you want to start? Let's start with the Centauri Prime B okay. plot the, because the, I think the, we the can B plot. 
yeah, we can we can touch on that, set it aside, and I think that there's more to discuss in the telepath uh, uprising kind of thread. Okay. Um, yeah. So I I you know I loved seeing Londo and Jakar back in the court. Totally. I especially loved the the other ministers' reactions to Jakar being there. Oh yeah, yeah. And Jakar just eating it up. Yep. Yep. You know. Yeah, his his business with taking the um, with taking the whip. Yes. Right up. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. the good stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you let you give he's asking what he's asking what's for dinner was a little on the nose. Right. You know, it's, <laughs> but uh, but I'll take it. I'll right. Take it, right. Sure. Yeah. It's fine. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, he's no Sidney Poitier, but he'll do. He, uh, right. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Showing once again the uh, kind of ridiculous amount of growth mm-hmm. that we've seen in this character. I, I'm glad that JMS has not become complacent. Oh, well, you know, I've shown them that they've grown, how much mm-hmm. he's grown. I don't need to do any more of that. We can level him off. Nah, I mean, you, you know, oh. th- this is this is a, a delightfully different Jakar. I, mean, I like the original, you know, the... The blustering yeah. and shouting, but uh, it's it's just so rare to see a character demonstrate this much this much growth, mm-hmm. you know, particularly in sci-fi, which can be so uh, plot, right? You know, so plot focused, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and particularly given some of its, uh, you know, some of the competitor programs, right, that are on at this time, which are not always committed to doing great. Uh, you know, great character work. I'm, you know, we learned uh, yesterday the passing of Rene Aubergenois. Yes. Um, you know, very sad news. Um, and he's someone who got some really good character development over the course of that show. Yeah, yeah. Odo came a long, long mm-hmm. way, right? You know, and it's to yeah. DS9's great credit that it gave these characters so much room to grow. Um, you know, a few months ago. Uh, you know the passing of Aaron Eisenberg. Mm. Uh, in 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 some respects, even more. I mean, as I as I wrote in our you know the Facebook mm-hmm. post on our, our our page. Show me the character who had uh, uh, you know a bigger seven year arc in the Star Trek universe, mm. right? I mean, ridiculous where that character started from. Nog in season seven. What a compelling character. Right. Right. I mean, and he's a, you know, the Ferengi are are very little interest to me. Those are Mm -hmm. always the shows that I like the least well Mm -hmm. that DS9 did. But that Nog work in season seven, I mean, priceless. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so Jakar is certainly up there with sort of your your Nog, your Odo level Mm -hmm. of, you know, of character growth. um, Definitely. For the time. I think we we see a, a great amount of growth in Londo, also. You know, it's it's yep. not as I, I I don't think that the I don't think that it's as visibly manifested or audibly manifested. Um, but you know, he's got the you know the the worries, the concerns, the the fact that at the end of this, he's like. We're we're getting out of here on the next stagecoach out of town. Right, you know, right. Things, things are not right here at all. Um, right. That's that's the kind of 
you know, worried, insightful, you know, speculative Londo we would not have had in, se- in you know, seasons one and two. We would not have had before the Shadow War. I totally agree, right? Yeah. Um, right, you know, the, the sort of w- wisdom? Mm-hmm. I really hate to assign the word wisdom to <laughs> to Londo Molari. Yeah. But maybe he, it's like he's getting a little bit. He takes time to listen and pay attention to what's going on around him. Yeah. Whereas I don't think that he did before. You know, right. I'm thinking of, of the Londo of season one, and he's really more wrapped up in what's all about him. Yeah, right, right. That's fair. Um, but he's... You know, he, especially when he's meeting with the regent. Right. You know, and, and and he's kind of trying to puzzle through what's going on. It, you know, it's, it's, it's a more inquisitive Londo than we've seen. Yeah. Uh, not just sort of making uh, sort of broad assumptions or, yeah. uh, or sort of over-interpreting or... Yeah. Um, missing the point, you know, that that kind of thing. Right. Um, which we've seen, you know, uh, mm. you know, ample, ample examples of in the past. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but all this having been said about yes. this, these great character you know, development of, Beats, of these right. two, I, I'm not sure what the Centauri B plot was in service of. Other than maybe to show us how sort of out of control things are getting back in the court, uh, we knew that the that the 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 regent had that watcher on him, so there's yep. nothing really new going on there. Nope. Um, it it feeds into this whole the pirates are the Centauri, you know under the service of I'm not sure if that was a drock or what that thing in the shadows was, but you know, some, some sort of shadow ally remnant, but really I just, I, I didn't feel like we got a lot of information out of, out of that whole arc that we didn't already have. No, I, I I think it's, I think it's meant to give us a kind of like a, like a, Tone, setting. Here's where we are. We haven't been back for a long time. Mm-hmm. I need to take my my pulse of the thing. Mm-hmm. Now I think that we're given clues that that Londo doesn't interpret mm-hmm. or doesn't you know reflect on right. right. Um, the the sophistication of self-preservation in that court during the Cartagi regime really seems to have given way mm. to a uh, much less uh, sophisticated, if you will, uh, sort of courtly manners. Right? Yeah. Stuff seems very much more on the surface. Mm-hmm. Than it had been, and that may just be a function of people breathing after the Cartagena regime ended, right? Right. That 
in season one, season two, you know, the way that the court operated was much more, appeared to be much more mm-hmm. Byzantine. Right. Right. And it yeah. may be that people are just craving a level of normality. They've kind of let their let their shields down. Yeah, a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. 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 Because it certainly read like, you know, they I weren't very good at. at yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The the best the best radio of all is gestural radio. Right. When mm-hmm. when <laughs> you know when yeah, when I said my point, I I sort of bobbed my head and ma- raised yeah. an eyebrow like, oh yeah. yes, continue to make continue to make interesting facial gestures. That's very yeah. helpful. Um, yeah. But it is a sort of head cocked to the side, eyebrow raised. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you were acting that way three and a half, four years ago, mm-hmm. you know, you would have been, uh, y- you would have been, you would have been done, finished and done, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, politically speaking. Um, the, um, the regent acting like a mad person mm-hmm. well that just fits into the established pattern except he, he's, he's mad, mad without being Cartagena cruel was. yeah yeah right he's mad without being evil mm-hmm. right um we can live with this with this mad this is this is an acceptable level of madness well it's like it's problematic but oh, it sure. isn't. It doesn't put me at imminent risk of being killed. Risk? Well, are I was going to let that go. <laughs> are we doing a Scots podcast now? Ah, I have yeah. no idea where that came from. Oh, I. Um, but you. I mean, you see the point. I do. Yeah. 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 I think your 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 point about that they're they're breathing, you know, a little bit. They they're so glad to have Cartagena gone that the sort of weirdness that uh that the regent is exhibiting is it just doesn't even register right yeah he's uh he's apparently drunk you know and and you know secluded and all of this stuff well okay right uh, uh, and any given other year pre-cartagia that just reads as good governance yeah. Right. That's just prudent and practical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got Centauri and things are going along and things don't, things, again, it's it's setting up. Things are going to get bad there. Yeah. Um, right. I, I might have liked it if Londo wasn't leaving right away. You know, if we got a little bit more play out. But again, you know, we're in episode nine. There's no time. Right. For these right. things to play out. Right. So, um but, you know, speaking of, of people incompetent at their jobs, uh, let's go over to the station and see what's happening over there. Now, now here's what's interesting about this, okay? Yes. John Sheridan. Mm-hmm. Decorated captain, wartime hero, effective captain of Babylon 5, secessionist treasonite, Right, but you know, well, successfully who, who among le- us isn't? right. Successfully led Babylon Five during a period of independence. You, you'd think that one, he wouldn't be so easily played, and yeah. two, he would be. 
I don't know. He he's reading a bit to me, like like Tyrion Lannister at the end of of Game of Thrones, you know, which is to say, mm-hmm. you're you're good at this. Why are you not good at this? You're good at it. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm going to agree with your first point. Okay. He shouldn't have been. He shouldn't have been this easily played. Okay. Um. Maybe he's. Maybe it's a spirit of naivete or something, thinking that the telepaths are, you know, not a threat. Mm. Maybe that's why he gets mm. blindsided. But I, I'm going to disagree. I don't think that he's better than this. I don't think he's even. He's he's not a diplomat. He's uh-huh. not a politician. Um, remember way back in in season two when right. anytime anything diplomatic came up, did he do it? Oh, no. Susan. So, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Aha. Uh-huh. Exactly. So I think I think he's one of these, you know, kind of military action hero kinds of guys who is in over his head. Or he's out of his element. He's out of his element. And and you know, maybe he's getting blindsided more than he should be. Or maybe he's mm-hmm. dropping the ball on things because he's not you know, because this is all new territory. It's like, you know, you start a brand new job. There's a lot of pressure and you're doing something you've never really done at this scale before. Yeah. You know, he's got a billion kinds of head of state things on his head that he has to keep track of. His effectiveness is going to go down. And right. I'm not sure his di- diplomatic effectiveness, you know. Get the hell out of our galaxy isn't exactly the the you know, the, the, the the best negotiating policy, but but you right. know so right and 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 that worked without him even having to do anything. Right, it was just get out of our galaxy. Okay, we'll go. Right, yeah. So oh you know how, how did his did he make his diplomacy role? No, he made his intimidate role. Right, you know, right his skill check. So all right. So your argument is look, he's incompetent actually. And and he well, and he blunders this, yes. and and you know, yeah. any successes are because of other skills, or right. because of the people who are around him. You right. know, he had Jakar there with him to sculpt the the um, the charter. Right. You know, he didn't he didn't put it together. Right. He had the the sort of general vague idea. Right. He's the ideas guy. He's the pointy haired manager from Dilbert. Right. <laughs> Seems a little uh, unfair. Okay, that's but. <laughs> yes. okay, but but you know, in his defense, Byron doesn't fare much better in the diplomacy department. No, because he comes at to the least table, as his incompetent. First, his first choice is blackmail. You right, know? right. I, I it's I, that it's was, right. Yeah, it was a misstep. You know, blackmail and by coming in under false pretenses to the council so that everybody is off their, they're, they're on their back foot. They're, right. They're, Whoa, what's going on here? They're, they're uncertain. That's going to make anybody much more defensive. Right. So he's, he's played his hand perfectly wrongly. Right. Textbook example of how to do this. Wrong. Yes. Right. He's initiated a land war in Asia. Right. He got in against a Sicilian 
when death when was, death on, the was line. on the line. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know this is part of this is part of the the sort of Byron method because he's mm-hmm. been chip on his shoulder, um, blustering, buffoonish, uh, you know, well before this episode. Um, it's yeah, it's you know, it's interesting when you when you put it the way that you just did. What you actually have here is the fate of essential questions teetering on the knife edge of two bad jugglers. Right. Right. Who are not super great at taking advice mm-hmm. or soliciting advice. Who have a high sense of self-regard mm-hmm. that in this regard is unfounded. And whose judgment appears to lead them to very peculiar decisions that they think make sense. But that actually But enough don't. about U.S.-North Korean relations. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, you know... U.S. well, Canada relations or U.S. U.S. virtually anyone relations. Yeah, you know, in or, the in, you know, in, the, in, in, Europe in the present time. in uh, 1912. You know, right? Yeah, that was a bunch yeah. of eh, 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 you know, right. crazy uh, uh, incompetence. Yeah, you know, at least they could blame inbreeding. You know, I don't think Sheridan has that excuse. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So far as but, we know. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's they're they're both coming at each other badly mm-hmm. and and making the wrong plays that leads to this this hostility and tension that didn't need to be there. If they if either of them had sat down and said, all right, well, let's start talking about this deal, the situation. Why Byron's perspective is that Sheridan doesn't want to help. Is not defensible. Yeah, other. I mean, other than putting him in the you know the the bilge of the station, right? Uh, Gray three hundred and six. I understand right. that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but Sheridan has not publicly or indeed to Byron said. You know, it's only because of uh, these. Uh, technicalities that I haven't turned you over to Lockley, which is what I really want to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you want this? Well, you'll never get it from me. Yeah. Right? We haven't heard Sh- that. Sheridan may not be a competent diplomat, mm-hmm. but he's a fair dealer. Mm-hmm. And a man of integrity. And he does, he, if he, if he says he will do a thing, he does a thing, to your point about integrity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and he's he's shown no open malice or prejudice against the telepaths, at least the ones who are conscious. Right. Um, you know, he, he he'll use them as weapons if he needs to, but uh, you know, that's right. neither here nor there. Yeah. That was three months uh, ago, Chris. Let it go. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so, it, it, coming in loaded for bear, not the right approach for Byron. Blackmailing the Interstellar Alliance. 
Not going to get him a lot of friends. How on earth, how on Minbar, how on anywhere, <laughs> Proxima, Drazi Prime, do you think mm-hmm. that's going to work? Um, you know, my, um, you know, every cat I've ever owned would know better than that. And I've had some cats that weren't so bright. Oh, right. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's just, it's, yeah. it's. Yeah. I would say that it's bad writing or blah, blah, blah. But no, this character is written this way. Yeah. This is what he does. Arrogant overconfidence leading to reversal. Mm-hmm. And and the reversal shouldn't shouldn't come as any uh, you know uh, you know come as any great surprise. What 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 could have happened? Only this. Mm-hmm. With these approaches, yeah, yeah, right. Now, right. if Byron had, you know, he he he's 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 really worked up about this. He gives his speech to his to his followers there. That you know the you know they. They owe us a home world. They have to respect us. That sort of thing. Um, and if he then had had gone and just like, okay, Sheridan, you and me, let's sit down. Let's let's figure out between the two of us how to approach the council. Right. right. What you know? How are we going to make this happen? This is this is what I've found out. Right. Um, I I think Sheridan would have been as appalled as anybody else. Totally. No reason to think uh, and, otherwise, right? And you're sure I want to help? Absolutely. Let's get let's get this squared away. Let's let's start a uh, let's go over planetary survey records. Right. Let's find a world that is unpopulated or sparsely populated enough. Right. You know that's that's going to suit the needs for your people. Let's yep. find you a place. Yep. Um, for for both the couple dozen that we've got here on the station and whoever else is going to come there as a sanctuary in a home world. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's a big galaxy. Right. It, it isn't easy, but it isn't so hard as to be undoable. Mm-hmm. I can say to you, we can devote the Alliance's resources to answering this question. It is answerable. Mm-hmm. You don't need to threaten us. You don't need to do all of this stuff that you're doing because you think we're the enemy. We're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, JMS, you know, we, we talk about the, the cleverness of JMS's plotting. Right. And weaving things in over, yes. in over time and setting things up. Yes. He's provided them with a home world in story. The Markob. Yes. They're not mm. using it anymore. Right. I mean, there's going to need to be some cleanup, but it's a perfectly good world. Yes. And, right. So, yeah, it's not something that's going to happen immediately. And and I understand maybe maybe JMS is going for this, uh, this dichotomy, which, true in the 90s, super true today, between the reactionary, um, the... Uh, the more you know, wanting a uh, wanting a solution, wanting this addressed now, right? And fix this, and this is the issue, and we've been talking about this for half an hour. Why isn't it solved? You know, right? We need, you know, we need to go immediately to, you know, 
Defcon one. Yeah, to, right. to, to full solution, to full fully automated gay space communism now. Right. You know, versus incrementalism. Right. Of, you know, I mean, Sheridan even says, you know, they would do this the wrong way, the inconvenient way. Right. I'm just sort of rolling my eyes at the whole, like, civil rights movement right. implications of right. that line. Right, right. Uh, oh, we don't want them to riot in the streets. You know, that's, we don't want them to kneel at football games either. Um, right. I'm going to have to cut that, aren't I? No. Okay, good. Uh, well, <laughs> because it, because it expresses the different, it expresses the two sides of the, of the perspective, right? You know, yeah. I mean, what what you very much are looking at here, is a um, is kind of an analog for the foundation of the state of Israel. Oh, absolutely. Okay, you know, you've got a yeah. you've got a, a you know post Holocaust, um, you know, the Jewish people want a home. They know where they want it to be. There are questions about whether that's going to be doable, achievable, attainable, right? Mm-hmm. And you have factions within within Israel's founding generation that basically cleave along their political lines even now, right? Mm-hmm. Are we going to allow Britain to basically make the decisions? Are we going to be sort of in a place of negotiation? Mm-hmm. Are we going to, uh, you know, not only bomb the British, you know, a la the Irish Republican Army, Easter Uprising stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But also, you know, push push back on, you know, on Arabs, right? You know, or, or what, right? You have all these different perspectives. And right. with the case of the Israelis, you end up with, Ben-Gurion, David Ben-Gurion, who can sort of mm-hmm. navigate the channels of all of these differences and bring them all together. In the mm-hmm. case of the telepaths, you have the same thing. You've got sort of your assimilationists. You've got your middle-of-the-roaders. You've got your your much more aggressive and militant types. Mm-hmm. But you have Byron instead of Ben-Gurion. Right. And because of yeah. that, this cannot go well. Because he's incompetent. Yeah. Right. He's a cult leader who's been revealed. The moment you reveal a cult leader, your cult collapses. Yeah, or they they move on without you. Uh, Which seems to be what they've done. Right, right. You know, when, when his... When the telepaths all are, you know, start taking up weapons and and being like, we're going to go out and and knife some normals and, you know, and and, and what does he do? He goes to bed with Lita. I mean... Naturally. What? What I yeah that I couldn't even imagine being in that sort of frame of mind in that in that like how do you just say well I guess it's done I'm gonna just you know well if you had that sexy blonde hair Chris yeah well yeah I mean if you had that you know lavish <laughs> Fabio Fabio hair Hot buttered that Fabio. would be one thing yeah yeah um. So yeah, it, it is it is sort of interesting that we are seeing two characters who are in a place of weakness interact with each other with a lot at stake. Yeah. Which basically makes it like living in the real world. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Which makes it, yeah. you know, it's it's sort of infuriating, but it's infuriating in the way in a good way, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, to reference Game of Thrones again, I can remember watching the first episode, season one, episode one, and I was infuriated by all of the characters in exactly the way they infuriated me in the books. 
Uh-huh. Right? Like, yeah. Ned Stark, really? Really? And just, on and on. Just right? bend a little bit. Come on. Be the willow, not the oak. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would be it would be too easy to ding JMS for basically writing this conflict. Writing, putting this conflict into the characters' mouths simply to, to get them to a point of the war. Uh, I don't think that's what's happening here. Because I think if we look at the... At, at the backgrounds of Sheridan and of Byron and right. where they've been up until this point, if it had been completely out of the blue, you know, if Sheridan had been sort of a master negotiator right. and all of a sudden he's, you know, fumbling left and right and, and, you know, coming into this the wrong way. And yeah, then I might question, but I don't think that's the case here. Right. Uh, ag- agreed. <clears throat> I mean, look, the episode's called in the kingdom of the blind. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, I think the whole theme of it is, Folks are fumbling around, trying to do the best they can do, but it's not very good, and it's not mm-hmm. very competent, right? On Earth, right? Yeah. Of course, in in Centauri Prime, it's really more. No one is precisely aware of exactly what is going on with the region. Mm-hmm. It's my, you know, things yeah. are things are far worse than you think they are. You think they're bad. They're far mm-hmm. worse than that. They're even worse. Right. Right. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of alarming. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's all good setup for what's, for what's coming down the line. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, who, as, who knows, yeah, right? As, as down as we've been on season five, I, I thought this was, and as much as we've, as Initially, we were thought there's not a lot to to get into here. I think once we started poking at the Sheridan and Byron thing, I think there's there's a lot, and I think this may be one of my favorite episodes of the season so far. Definitely, yeah, yeah. In a in a season that I've been been waiting for more more substance, right? Hundred mm-hmm. um, percent. I think this is this is one of the better ones so far. Yeah. Yeah. I think the simmering tension, the the that that sort of that that high violin string like yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, as, nice. just before the, the, the violence breaks out is is one of JMS's strong suits. Yes. You know, where where you can see everything is coming together and, and as you say, oh it looks bad, but it's really much worse. Right. Uh, right. That's you know, I think that's where he uh one one of the places that, that his writing really really sings for me right oh look at you thinking it's bad yeah oh oh it's bad Mm -hmm. just just not in the way that you thought it was let me let me show you how it's properly bad right Mm -hmm. and in that regard you know i really have i really have tried to model my own kind of writing and my own storytelling game mastering right Mm -hmm. Uh on on that like oh (laughs) <laughs> I will attest to this. Right. right. Oh, oh, yes. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely bad. Yeah. Oh, no. It's we that, wish it were that bad. <laughs> yeah, that was a picnic. Good that grief. was nothing. No, yeah. this is so much worse. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. Anything else on this one? No, no. I, I, okay. think, I think we're there. Uh, it'll Good. be interesting to see what, what Byron um, can, can sort of pull out of, uh, you know, out of this really dubious decision. And mm-hmm. Sheridan, frankly, also maybe overreacting. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he did what he did. It was the wrong thing to do. I'm not apolog. I'm not gonna. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not happy about it. But it, you know, I still believe that he basically is trying to work in good faith. I'm gonna try to make it work. Right. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let yeah. me let me let me take another swing at it and see if maybe yeah we can we can yeah. get somewhere. Right. There are ways to step back from this kind of precipice. Yeah. But I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think Sheridan is interested in doing so. And I think Byron has lost control of the situation. So. Uh, I I agree. You know. Mm. So who's, you know, who who can step back? Yeah. You know what? I think, <clears throat> I think I'm just going to say also that for the first time, uh, I have not found, I did not find the uh, minister grating and infuriating mm. like he actually yeah. was given some good um some good direction mm-hmm. he's got a little bit of an arc um yeah and you know i found the performance and the the story he was given much more uh much more compelling mm-hmm. than i have i mean we'll see you know i don't think we's got long for the world is my guess Right. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, I think that'll do it for this week then. Yes. And uh, and actually that'll do it for 2019 for us. Yes. Uh, folks, we're going to be taking next week off as life is unfortunately, as it does around the holidays, getting in the way of things. And so we're going to uh, we're going to take a take the week and we will be back in the new year. Yeah, the the next episode will post on what is it January the, the second January second. Yeah, yeah, we're not taking a long break. This no, isn't no, a big. This isn't one of our, our our big breaks, but we're just gonna. You know, I think we've done this in past years. So yeah, it's not a hiatus. Uh, go, it's just a one no. week. Yeah, uh, go back and listen to a random episode somewhere along the line. Yeah, and, uh, you know, in, enjoy enjoy back when things were not quite as bad. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Go back to um. Go back to season three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah, there, when there was only mass driving and you know, on the Narn home world happening, that wasn't yeah, so bad. Yeah, um, or if you want to get a sense of perspective on how great season five is, can we invite you to watch any number of uh, the first twelve episodes of Babylon Five? Uh, really, yep. you could pick virtually any of them. Um, <laughs> may we recommend um, Soul Hunter? Oh uh, yeah, that or. Um, by any means necessary. Yes. If you want to see some really terrible negotiating skills in play. Right. Just about the worst we've ever seen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah. Well, folks, right. as always. As always. As always. <laughs> we look forward to hearing from you again. Talk to you soon. Yes. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye.